Spring is in full swing, and summer is just around the corner. A great time for a beach getaway at the Oceanfront Boardwalk Plaza Hotel in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. Enjoy the best of oceanfront accommodations and amazing dining right on the beach, both with great views of the ocean and boardwalk. Enjoy a soak in the heated indoor spa pool, or book the adults-only concierge level and relax in the rooftop hot tubs. Book online at boardwalkplaza.com or call 800-33. Beach. Thanks to the Boardwalk Plaza for being the Bridge Podcast Network sponsor. Some of my favorite conversations have happened over the rims of mugs. I'm Denise Harper, co-host of The Morning Show with Bill and Denise and program director for The Bridge. There's something special about sitting across the table from a friend, whether we've known them forever or for just a minute with a good cup of coffee and an open heart. And hopefully today's conversation will inspire and encourage you. I'm really excited to have you in the studio, Holly. It's great Thank to you. spend a little time with you. Holly Sorrells, you're from Denton, uh, probably yes. not originally. No, originally from Seaford, Delaware. So, but okay. this is all home, you know, yeah. down in the, in the Eastern Shore, Sussex County area. So. Yeah. So a little, yeah. a little back story on how I came to know Holly, because your husband, Ben, works here at the bridge. He does. Yay. <laughs> uh, we're very excited to be a part of it. We've always believed in the bridge ministry. It's been a very near and dear to our hearts. And for, you know, when the opportunity came up for him to join the team, it was just like, you know, just coming home, you know, it just kind of Aww. felt like we were already believed in the ministry and what the bridge is about and what difference it makes in the community. And so to be a part of, you know, that and its growth has really been been amazing for our family. Ben is a beautiful part of our ministry here. And when you're involved in ministry, it's neat to see how God pulls people from different backgrounds and personalities. But the things that connect us are the things that we wholeheartedly agree on. And it's just a really neat And I love seeing how, you know, God just was preparing him to move into the role that he that he's in. You know, we we went through a long season of ministry where he was at a church for about 14, 15 years. And then it kind of came to a a point of closure. And Mm -hmm. it was kind of like, what's next? You know, we didn't really want to step into a a role and just do it again. You know, it kind of felt like there was something else. And with the different roles that he had at the church and with the coordination of all the volunteers that he had and all that, God was just preparing him to yes. moving into a role like what he does here. So yeah. it was really cool. What was your role when Ben was in that? Yeah. Um, so uh, we've been a part of a Wesleyan church for about 20 years. And my role um, at first, I was very introverted, very shy. <laughs> um, Has not, God done a work? <laughs> not as much anymore. Yes, he's definitely pulled um, me out of my shell in ways that I did not expect to be stretched out of my shell. But I always had a passion for computer and you know that kind of thing I love music but I cannot sing a lick I cannot play an instrument it's just I you know I can barely clap on beat and not get off so um, I was like you know how is it that God can use me and at the time it was new when media was beginning at you know churches it was back then when you had the overhead you know yes. slip in slides or, or overhead projectors for yeah the for the words we were brand new to the church had been there less than a year and he um, had us over for dinner and approached me and said, hey, I know you know computers. Would you be interested in figuring this out for us? And so there it began. And uh, twenty. so I've spent 20 years at two different Wesleyan churches uh, running their and leading their ministry team in media and running yeah. the lyrics and, 
you know, to me, um, you know, if people can't see the words on screen to be able to sing along, if they don't know the words yeah. of the song, it really does disrupt the flow of worship. And so mm-hmm. I felt I took that very seriously. <laughs> That's and, good. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, and I loved, you know, the the visual element of it. It was that was a, the way I, you know, showed my creativity. My husband's very yeah. artistic and can paint and draw. I can't do any of that, but if you give it to me on a computer, I can. So I have seen you at work in that too, because yeah. you took care of that when we did band together. That was probably the highlight of yes. anything I got to do. I was so excited to do that for big bands, you know, like North Point Inside Out, and yeah. you know Noah Cleveland getting to be a part of all that he does. And so it was really exciting for me to to say I got to run lyrics for these guys and yeah. and I'm rubbing shoulders with like professional sound companies and professional you know lighting company and yeah. it was like and here's me <laughs> so I was very excited to to be a part of that and um, but that's that's my passion that's what I love to do and I love to train up people to do that so I've really worked with you know building a team of people so I'm not there you know doing it um, you know for the last five years mm-hmm. I was at uh, Calvary Wesleyan in Harrington and and week in and week out would create the sermon notes for you know what he was talking about so I'd have to kind of get a flavor from just an outline of of his message you know that the handout that he hands everybody else I'd have to say okay what is it that he's talking about and design something that kind of conveyed his message visually and then put all of the the words in place in addition to running it for you know the songs and all that as well so it's been fun it's been a a big passion of mine still is would you say it's it's of great value to for a leader to have gone through those ranks and learned yeah. different things. So 100%. You can help it yeah, because, you know, I do believe a great leader, the best leaders are servants. And, you know, they, they are there to build a team around them and to encourage and lift up those people who are there mm-hmm. serving out of the goodness of their hearts and their, yeah. their allegiance to the Lord. You know, they want to, you know, serve God. And so the best leaders are the ones who have gone through and they have spent the time to, to pour into those people and to learn, you know, all of those little behind the scenes yeah. ministry jobs. We hope you're enjoying this episode of Over the Rims of Mugs, made possible by Iconic Sparkle. Get fun and fashionable accessories such as necklaces, earrings, and bracelets that can go with any outfit for any occasion for just $5. Owner Mandy Heinch desires to change the world through her accessories and what it allows her to offer. Fashion accessory advice, boosting confidence, and training those who want to start their own business. Learn more at IconicSparkle.com or on their app. So aside from working in ministry, you're a mama. I am. I have two beautiful children. My son is nine and my daughter is uh, 12. And so uh, they're amazing. Um, yeah. my, my husband and I, you know, we've been married. It'll be 25 years. Wow. So we've got young kids considering. That. <laughs> uh, but we took a really long time. We, we waited 11 years. and But we were wow. young when we got married. And we thought, sure. you know, let's let's serve in ministry and let's travel and kind of enjoy life. Yeah. And then it was like, now or never kind of thing. <laughs> so, yeah. but it's the best decision we ever made. My kids are precious. They're great kids, and we are uh, now a homeschooling family too. So that wow. is uh, on top of everything else. Um, that's been interesting this past year. God so. bless you. Yes. <laughs> we, you know, I think we learn so much more when we become parents. We learn and understand so much more about God's love for us. Mm, yeah, once for we sure. Have kids. Oh, <laughs> it's like an instantaneous switch that's turned on, yeah. and you think, you know what? I would give my life mm-hmm. for my children and 
that's that's exactly what God did for us, yeah. you know. And that I think that's the only way you can understand yeah. that, you know, to the level that we can here on earth is that God loved us that much yeah. that He would, in fact, give up the thing that was most precious to Him, so that we can, you know, for the greater good, so that we can Amen. be forever in eternity with Him. Would you tell us a little bit about how you came to know? Christ as your sure. Savior. Yeah, I feel like I've been a Christian my whole life. Um, okay. You know, I was raised in a great family, but not necessarily um, in church all the time. But I remember, you know, getting on a bus as a kid and, you know, someone found bus ministry important and <laughs> came and picked up the new kids and went. And and I remember accepting, you know, a call from a pastor um, at a little church in Laurel one day. I, I remember accepting that call to um, receive Christ in my heart. So I, I don't know exactly how old I was. I was somewhere in the neighborhood of seven, eight yeah. tops, I think, but but I was young. and uh, But through that, um, became part of a, a church in Seaford and, you know, kind of drug my family along with me at sure. that point. And my brother got saved and my mom and my that's cousin. Why, that's and, why children, that's why pastors knew that bus yes, ministry was important. Absolutely. Because if we can get the kids in here. Yeah. They'll yep. bring their parents. Yep. Mom eventually. and dads and grandma and grandpas yeah. will come to yeah. see uh, a kid performance, at least at Christmas or Easter. Sure. And and that's sometimes all it takes is, you know, <laughs> to see a difference in the child and see what is important to them. And, yeah. you know, we do so much for our kids. So, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about the ministry that you guys have outside of the bridge. You're, yeah. You have a ministry in Denton. Yes. Tell yep. us about that. How yep. did you know that that was for you? <laughs> so it started, um, you know, we were serving at our church in Laurel, and uh, our church is part of the Wesleyan denomination, which is what this camp was at the time. Mm-hmm. It was it was a, uh, a ministry of the Wesleyan denomination um, locally. I had probably been involved probably for 10 years prior to that, but just on a, a ministry committee, just helping the family camp, because I, I really do believe in family ministry, you know, like we've yeah. talked about. And so we were just kind of helping, you know, bring in some more elements for kids. We brought in nursery, things like that, while we had services going on. So that families could truly begin to feel apart. Brought in family activities to make the week fun and all of that. So we were we were helping out, and then we we kind of took a break for a while, and uh, there were some changes going on. and And then one day I got a call. It was from the that then current uh, executive director of the camp, and he called and said, "We'd really like to talk to you, and we'd really like you to be our family camp director." And I thought for sure that uh, they were calling the wrong person. <laughs> they were calling to speak to Ben because Aww. Ben was the one in ministry. <laughs> he was, and I, I mean, I had another job, you know, I worked for a construction company actually. And, uh, you know, and he was the one in ministry and doing that mm-hmm. kind of thing. But I think, you know, from volunteering before and just sure. being a part of the ministry and there had never been a female camp director ever. So I, mm. I was really surprised wow. um, that they would take that step and call me instead of my husband. Mm. So that was really neat. So we, we talked and we prayed about it and the more I tried to run from it <laughs> and say, no, this is too big of a job, the more God just kind of kept bringing me back to it. And so, that does not surprise no. me at all. <laughs> I've been there in those exact shoes. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, God, he just, he's persistent. He has the best plans laid out for us. And, and it absolutely was. So I began um, just doing it. Uh, I was a mobile dog groomer at the time. So, you know, I had lots of time while I'm sitting there clipping hair, you know, on dogs to be thinking because I work 
by myself. So I had lots of time to be thinking and planning and dreaming. You know, that that was a kind of neat time where I could, you know, during that 10 day period of really of all that I was involved, took a whole year of planning to, to do. Um, And so about three years in doing that, um, I was then part of the board and our board kind of was at that point where we needed to hire someone to be there on the grounds all the time because I had built a website for it that we had no web presence prior to that. And I had, you know, just was getting bookings because I knew that in order for the ministry to survive, we could not exist on just four weeks a year. It just wasn't going to sustain itself that way. And um, if it was going to stand on its own two feet, it had to be a facility that we all knew and love that others could know and love as well. And we we already had some groups and partnerships with other churches in the area, but it it wasn't enough. So um, we just kind of began building that and getting a web presence out there. People began finding us and then we were getting more bookings. And it was like, we've got to get someone here to be here when these people are here (laughs) to, you know, unlock doors and handle problems and manage things. The minute that that became evident, I felt God tug at me like, mm. this has to be you and you're doing it anyway. <laughs> so it, it, this is what I'm setting you up to do. And I was like, no, I already, I own a business. Like we live somewhere else. I have a house already, you know, like yeah. it was just too much. It was a total shift in things. But God just really was, he just kept tugging at me mm. time and time again. And at that point was when we decided that, you know what, this is what God is calling us to. And so I approached the board about it. And, you know, they all, in fact, we were supposed to cancel the board meeting that night because it snowed. (laughs) And uh, so it wasn't, you know, supposed to even happen, really. But, you know, we all saw to it to come together anyway. And, you know, that's been five years. So we moved our family there and have enjoyed it ever since. How do you know that it's God? Yeah. Like when you're praying about something, especially that's so life altering, not just for you, but for your entire family. Exactly. It was it was a big uh, change for the kids, you know, and and for Ben as well. So anytime that I feel like God is telling me to do something, it's often out of my comfort zone. It's often against something I would choose. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I feel like God is you know, he's already preparing you subtly beforehand, but you yeah. maybe don't realize that that's what he's preparing you for. And, you know, for instance, this year, um, you know, we had homeschooled my daughter from pre-K up to second grade. And then we moved here. I just knew I would just be too busy with this job to continue homeschooling. And I really felt the best thing for her was to put her in school. And then my, my son became school age. And so we put him in school as well. And this year we had gone to back to school night. we met the teachers, we bought the backpacks and all the school supplies and the school clothes. And Thursday before Labor Day, God said, I think you need to homeschool. Like, I know, I know you need to homeschool. Yeah. <laughs> there was no thinking about it. Yeah. You said, <laughs> I think he's telling me to homeschool. <laughs> exactly. So I talked with, um, I, you know, I, I, I fought God on it for about a day, but I just kept feeling like I was impressing that on my spirit that you need to homeschool again. Those were just the words I kept hearing. And I was like, I know this is not what I want to do. <laughs> so I talked to Ben about it. He was, of course, all for it because he, he preferred that anyway, instead of sure. sending them to school. And um, and so we jumped in with both feet and we approached the kids. They were super excited about it, which my daughter loves school. So, uh, you know, I, I don't really understand what it was, but God knew what the plan for us needed to be. And then COVID happened. So 
And like it or not, we've all homeschooled. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So every every challenge that all the parents faced in March, you know, we faced yeah. those in September. We were just okay. a little early. and uh, You were ahead of the curve. Yes, yes. And teary nights and like, why did we do this? God, why? <laughs> why yeah. did you call us to homeschool again? But it truly has been a blessing. My son has thrived through it. And it's been a great thing. And we're really excited, actually, to begin this year. So yeah, I, yeah. I'm super glad we did. But that's, that's how I know that it is from the Lord, because it is totally usually against what I want. Mm-hmm. And I, I know that kind of sounds like a kind of a not awesome thing. But it really is. Because when you're walking in God's will, you know, that God has gone before mm-hmm. you and he's prepared the way and he's going to prepare you and stretch yeah. you through it. And, and you're going to grow. And so it's a beautiful, it's a yeah. beautiful thing. Has there ever been a time where you and your spouse did not agree <laughs> on something that you've been praying about. And God had to find a way. To, yeah. How, how did that work for you? There has been. And I really just think it just, it, it takes some time and you just continue to talk through it. And, and Ben and I both have had times where we both kind of bend the other way. And it's like, yeah. okay, you know, I was questioning like, is this something I really want? Or is this something that is from God? Because, you know, sometimes it is hard to discern his sure. voice and his will and plan, but you know, if it is truly from God, I believe that God just totally, he aligns both of you yes. and for you to take that next step forward. And and really, that's all God calls us to do is just take one step at a time and, and he will, he'll then help you take the next step yeah. and the next step. Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. I know there have been times where my husband, Ken, and I have been thinking about something and praying about it and not having actually voiced it to each other yet. Yeah. And my prayer, and I know he has done the same thing to say, well, Lord, if this is you, and I believe that it is, you're going to have to show him or you're going to have to show her. Especially when it's big. Yeah, exactly. And he does. He does. Yes, he does. That's when you definitely know. Mm -hmm. Out of my comfort zone or not, I believe this is God. Yes, exactly. (laughs) The first time that I learned about your connection with the camp, I was finding out about your ladies conference and it's called Beautifully Brave. Yes, it is. Yes, it happens in the fall. Um, Right now it's in uh, the beginning of October. It's a funny thing how God works and how he does call you to do things because um, when I first felt like we need to do a women's retreat, I fought it tooth and nail. Mm. (laughs) I am not a women's retreat kind of girl. I, my, my, my director, uh, or I'm sorry, my board president and I, we, we kind of both kind of kept having this impressed on us by God that we needed to, Mm -hmm. to partner together and do, uh, the very first event. You know, I, her, her and I, either one really loved going to ladies retreats. We kind of felt like it was just too much fluff and stuff for us. Mm -hmm. I wanted something that really got down to the meat. And, uh, I'm not saying ladies retreats are bad in any way. It's just, it's just. And there's a time, there's a season for everything. Like sometimes you you need a lighthearted yes, event where yep. you can just kind of let your hair down yeah. and throw off all the yep. stuff that you carry around in life. <laughs> yeah. So we were looking to do something that we felt like was just a little bit different. So yeah. we we were not women's retreat kind of ladies who were running a women's retreat all of a sudden. <laughs> 
<laughs> and we just we couldn't shake it. We felt like God wanted us to do it. And um, so we came up um, with the name Beautifully Brave. It was shortly after I had watched the War Room movie. And I was so inspired by that movie and mm-hmm. how the grandma, you know, or the, the old lady in yeah. the movie, she goes into her prayer closet and, um, you know, the power that she had, it, through, you know, through direct access, through the Holy Spirit and, and through prayer. And so it was such a powerful message to us. And um, God really just kind of birthed it out of there. And, and once I said yes to doing this, it's it's amazing how God said, yeah, go, go, go and do it. And then all of a sudden I had had a, a back injury. I don't even know how it happened. It was just a, a slow progression, probably because of the work I did where I had a vertebrae that had shifted in my back and it was pinching nerves running down my legs. Uh, it was so painful to the point where I couldn't stand long enough to brush my teeth. It, it just disrupted my everyday life. I just could not function. And so I began to going to a chiropractor three times a week. One day I felt it slip back into place and, um, and, and you know, the chiropractic help worked. And so then I was going just every six weeks. It was just for maintenance and, and life was back to normal. And it was about three years after that, that Beautifully Brave kind of was being born and um, it was it was happening. And I remember waking up and I felt the pain again. And I was like, oh no, <laughs> I know what this is. And then I, I persisted through it for a day and day two rolled around and it was just, it was excruciating to get out of bed in the morning. And, um, and I just thought, oh goodness, how am I going to do this women's retreat? And I was heading to bed that next night and I stopped. I remember at the foot of my bed and I grabbed onto my bedpost because it was really hard to stand upright. And I realized where this attack was coming from. Mm. It was coming from Satan. He was trying to just totally derail what we were doing and what God was calling us to do. And I just remember just praying a real quick, simple prayer. Oh, no, Satan, in Jesus name, you are not winning this. And I proceeded around the edge of the bed and I laid down and I felt God touch my back. I felt my vertebrae move back into alignment and I had no more pain from that moment on. And I would not have believed something like that could happen, especially, you know, now in these times into me. But I know that the attacks that are out there, the co-worker that's being really difficult or the arguments with your spouse, those attacks are not, you know, your enemy is not your spouse and it's not your friends or your co-workers. Yeah. Um, the, the, the enemy is is our enemy, <laughs> you yeah. know, is, is Satan. He is trying to get in and to yeah. discredit anything God's doing in your life. And sure. I knew that God was doing something in and through me and I I could not let him win that battle so Beautifully Brave was born we were acknowledging and bringing to light the fact that you know women are are warriors you know they are battlers so our our logo is a woman warrior who's there and she's beautiful she has you know long flowy hair it's just a silhouette but you can tell you know and yet (laughs) she is she's got a crossbow drawn because you know she is firing direct darts at the Mm. enemy (laughs) and she is fighting for her family and she is fighting for the people around her, her friends and her extended families. So. I think one of the most beautiful things about ladies getaways, ladies retreats, conference, whatever you want to call it is it's a disruptor in our regular routine. And we are so busy, always looking after everyone else mm-hmm. that most often women will put themselves last. Yeah, absolutely. We need that time to come apart and and just spend some time and hearing the voice of the Lord yeah. saying, you are who I created you yes. to be. Yeah. And you are enough. Exactly. Yeah. You know, when you were talking about the enemy earlier, the Bible tells us that he comes to steal, kill and destroy. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. But Jesus comes to give us life. Maybe we could also write in the margin of the Bible, it says he's a disruptor mm. because yeah. he does so often pull my attention away from where my focus needs to be. And I think that is one of the worst mm. ploys of the enemy. Yeah. Yeah. He can just get our eyes off yeah. of the plan yeah. that God then has Then we'll move for ourselves us. away from exactly. those, that yeah. goal. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. He is trying to absolutely just, you know, throw all these other things that sure in the of themselves are good things, but they are definitely taking our eye off of what God has for us to do and, and really what's important in life. Okay, so you work so hard to pull this event, these events all together. <laughs> yes. How do you find refreshing? How yeah. do you find that place uh, with God that, mm. you know, I can say this is my rest yeah. and I am at rest here? Yeah, that peace. is a really good question. Because obviously, I mean, it's, it's very fulfilling to be a part of all of these mm-hmm. things. But truly, I am working, you know, during them. So I'm not being filled up as much as I could be if I didn't have to worry about, okay, this is the next event coming and make sure this is set up. I usually will try to find a a retreat that I can go on um, either with my spouse or with um, a friend or group of friends and um, we'll go away. And, you know, I I find that it is so important. I mean, that's that's one reason I'm passionate about camping ministries because there is something about going away, you know, and removing yourself from the mundane, from the everyday and doing something something different than you normally do. And so when you go away to a camping type ministry, that's what you're doing. You're going into a safe place where you can focus on God and you can focus on what it is that he has for you. And I find that's what I have to do. I have to go away because I will, I'm I'm an Enneagram type three, move out of my way. I will get it done kind (laughs) of girl. Achiever. Be achiever. Yes. And uh, so as long as there are tasks to be achieved, my focus is taken away from God, you know. <laughs> and so for me to focus and to really stay in point with, you know, um, really what is important in life, and that is pursuing what God has for me, yeah. I have to get away. I hear the exuberance and the passion <laughs> and the light in your voice, in your description. There's such joy when our passion connects with what we do. Yes. Yeah. It's and not work anymore. Just, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You'll never work a day in your life yeah. if you if you love what you do. And so exactly. what would you say to the woman listening or the person that's listening right now that's missing that joy in mm. what you do? Mm. You know, I do find that you will work and you can be miserable. You know, this just really, I, I never really understood before people saying life is short, but the older I get, <laughs> the more you I'm realize looking the back truth. like, what on earth? How am I this old already? You know, and I'm in my 40s, you know, <laughs> I always forget my age. So I don't even know how old I am. But I do think life is too short to stay in in a spot where you're just not passionate and you're not excited to go to work every day or excited about something in your life. And so whether that whether you can change a job, I mean, it's not always possible. Sometimes we just have to provide and, and, you know, fill in those gaps and, and make it work. But if you really take a moment and take a step away from kind of looking at, again, what Satan's trying to throw at you to distract you, Mm there are some changes that you can make and they may totally disrupt absolutely everything in your yeah. life, but you got to find what makes you happy, what makes you passionate and, and just stop and ask yourself if there was one thing that I could do for the rest of my days, mm-hmm. you know, what would that be? And, you know, it, some days it's achievable or, or some, some things, you know, you can, 
you can achieve and some things are, are just much more difficult. But I do mm-hmm. think that you can get a piece of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that asking God to show us mm-hmm. what he's trying to teach us. Yeah. What can I learn? And what kind of ministry can I have right where I am yes, today? exactly. I've seen over and over, especially in my own life, I've seen in so many others as well, that he will give us baby steps. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> one step at a time. Exactly. You know, our mission at Denton Camp is to refresh renew and ready. And we do believe that our purpose and our whole goal in being there is that people can come away and be refreshed and refresh their bodies, get some rest. They can renew their minds. They can become inspired again. But then the last piece is ready. And that is ready for Christian service. And we want people to to go away, ready to minister where they are. And whether that's to your neighbors or in your local church or in a church two towns over, it doesn't really matter. But there's a sphere of influence that every person has, you know, minister to those people that are in that sphere and ask God to provide opportunities to reach out from that sphere as well, because people are hurting. This is a especially difficult time. (laughs) You know, I think that God is ready to use us as long as we're willing and able. And, and I tell you, it's a scary, those are scary words. And I've said them before. And often I think back like, oh, I'm not sure I was ready to say that exactly. But God, use me. I'm ready. Send me. I'm the one. Send me. You know, you may not feel ready. I know when I first accepted the responsibility of leading, directing our family camp, I thought, okay, I'll do it all except get up in front of everyone and and lead Mm. services and and be that voice piece. And God knew that I had to give them all (laughs) that I had. You know, in fact, it was I had asked someone else to fill that role my very first week. And, you know, I said, you know what, you're the one that needs to be up there doing this. And I got to the week before it and we had a conversation and and he said, you know, I really feel like you are the one that needs to do this. And I was like, I know (laughs) you're right. (laughs) And therefore, you know, God pushes you through and uh, he carries and and equips you to do what it is that that he's going to ask you to do. He wouldn't never ask you to do something that he doesn't equip you. No, absolutely. Yeah. Many times, though, would you agree with me when I say that it's not until you are taking that first step out in the middle of nowhere yes that he comes in (laughs) ushering in the equipment that you need oh my goodness yes you think I mean I many times have gone up and I've been like I have really tried to plan for this but it is just not there and it's like you know sometimes your mouth just opens and God speaks through you and so not everything is you know a a speaking moment but God does bring you exactly what you need when you need it Mm -hmm. and uh, sometimes I you know I'm a planner I like to have things in place and in motion so it's not sometimes soon enough for me but (laughs) but God just never failed and uh, uh, he, yes. he definitely brings it when yeah. when you need it. The one takeaway that I would love for anyone who listens to this particular podcast is that there is a place for you in yes. the kingdom. God has a place of ministry. Your platform may look totally different yes. than yep. what we've talked about. It could look a variety of ways, but God will use you right where you are. Yes, exactly. And so often as you honor him Mm -hmm. in those platforms that he gives. He creates a bigger platform. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) You know, just being willing to take that very next baby step along the way. And, you know, God will totally show up and he will lead you on to the next one. And, you know, you'll be amazed. You'll look back and you'll say, wow, God did that. You know, there's nothing more fulfilling to look back and, and see that was really cool to be a part of. We were never meant to journey alone. Whether you're having a great day or a hard one, we need each other to celebrate and to stand in the gap. 
Sharing our stories helps remind us that we are not alone. And when we sit with women who sit at the feet of Jesus, the conversations are different. We walk away feeling inspired, not inferior, because we know this Christian walk is a race, but not a competition. I'm your host, Denise Harper, encouraging you to catch up with a friend or make a new one and enjoy some good conversation over the rims of mugs.